Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. So you see, once Jesus has your spirit recreated in his image, in the eyes of the Father, he is not going to lose you. Now you can walk away and you can live a cursed life with no blessing in your life on this earth. And I do believe that you will be saved unless you come to the point where the devil deceives you to the point where you curse Jesus, rejecting the offer of salvation, saying you do not believe in him. I do believe the Holy Spirit will leave you. You can come to that point. You don't want to go there. Scripture says, you know, how can in Hebrews it talks about, you know, If you reject completely the Holy Spirit, you have not suffered until you go to hell realizing you had eternal life but rejected it. Oh, so sad. I don't even want to dwell on that right now. The point I'm trying to make is to be a disciple of Jesus means you're basically an apprentice studying Jesus, studying what Jesus did, doing what Jesus did. That's what he said, right? The same works I do, you will do also. He's training his disciples like someone, a carpenter would train an apprentice. He's not going to start them off, okay, let's go down here and, and... you know, here's the empty lot. We're building a uh, skyscraper. Uh, I'll check back on you this afternoon to see how you're doing. No. He'll take them through step by step. This is how you read the schematics. You know, this is the architect's drawing. This is, you know, and, and start walking him through. This is how you hammer a nail. You know, this is how you tighten a bolt. Want to tighten it to this specification and all this? It's step by step under the supervision of the master. Amen. Jesus is not going to say, "Oh, you're born again, hallelujah." Okay, go out here and conduct a healing crusade. 
you wouldn't know the first thing about doing a healing crusade. But, first he'll have you maybe pray for your healing. And when you get healed, you wow, hallelujah, I'm healed, glory to God. And give you some confidence, and then your child will come up, you know, a little two-year-old that you know, skinned his knee or whatever, and you pray for him, and the pain goes away. Wow, hallelujah. And pretty soon you're praying for a little bit more serious healings, and it happens. As you begin to get that experience and what to do and how to do it and on whom you can rely, on whom you trust, knowing He will do the Word. For the Word works each and every time it's put to use. If the Word doesn't work, that means something was wrong with either your faith or the other person's faith. But you should never back off of your faith. You could pray for someone's healing and then they go to the doctor the next day and find out that it's even worse than what they had thought. That doesn't mean you say, oh, well, I'm sorry my prayer didn't work. No, your prayer worked. Your prayer worked. Well, was it their faith then? That's not up to you to know and it is not up to you to judge. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not their faith. I'm saying it could be that God is allowing them to go a little bit further so they can completely trust in Him. I've heard testimony after testimony of someone being prayed for. We'll just use cancer as an example. The people go back to the doctor, the cancer spread. It's even worse now than before. They go through all the chemo and all this stuff and that's still not doing anything. And they're sent home to die. The doctors basically give up. There's nothing else we can do for you. Sorry. Here's the bill. Go home and prepare to die. And they have nowhere else to turn. No other specialists, no other doctors, no other treatment plans. And they turn to God. And they look up healing scriptures and begin to recite them over and over till they get become a reality and get down into their spirit that by his stripes I'm already healed. And suddenly their downward spiral towards death stops and it starts to come back up. And soon they go back to the doctor and the doctor is like, wow, this is a miracle because you shouldn't even be alive right now. And a few months later, the doctor says, you are cancer free. And there can be only one person to get praise at that point in time and that's the Father. Amen? And that will become a testimony of healing to others. And word spreads. And that testimony spreads and it blesses other people getting ready to go through something or are in the process of going through something. If God did it for them, they'll do it for me. So do you see how not receiving the healing instantaneously when you prayed for it was actually a blessing in getting God's mercy, His grace, and His word out to even more people. So do not ever give up when you pray for someone. And do not ever doubt when you pray for someone to be healed or to be saved. Glory to God. You may have a loved one 
is running from the Lord as fast and as far as they can. Pray that God will give them a Jonah experience. I'm not saying they should be eaten by a fish. I'm saying that God will bring them to the place where they can only trust in Him. You need to get to the place where you can only trust in Him. Period. Amen? If you try and force Jesus to do something, it's not going to happen. Well, Jesus, bless God, you know I got all these bills. Pay them, Lord. Pay them off. I command you, pay them off. Buddy, you're barking up the wrong tree there. Whose bills are they? Who committed the sin? I'm not saying going into debt is a sin. Going into debt brings the curse. And the curse has lack with it and poverty. The borrower is servant to the lender. You can ask for the Lord's mercy. Lord, I repent of these bills. I am so sorry for making these bills. Lord Jesus, help me to pay them off. To honor the word I gave when I incurred these bills that I would pay them off. Bless me, Lord. Help me to become debt free. Not just in the natural, but in the spirit also. That I may serve you as a debt-free servant. Spirit, soul, and body. When you pray like that, when you come to the point of repentance like that, things will begin to happen in the spirit. It may not, it may not happen right away. It could happen right away. Glory to God. You know, God has a million ways to get you a million dollars, and you only need one of them. Amen? But what I'm saying is, don't try and trick God or con God. You can't con God into giving you a blessing like that. Do what His Word says. Amen. Bless God. Turn over in John chapter 6 to verse 28. We'll read on down from there. This is a group of people who just witnessed Jesus feed over 5,000 people, 5,000 men, so you know their wives and some kids were there. Some estimates put it as high as 20,000 people. I don't know. We know it's over 5,000. But he fed, miraculously, the 5,000 people with a two-piece fish dinner. Now, I heard Rick Renner who's a magnificent Greek scholar, say that the Greek word and the Hebrew root word of that meaning of the, the two fish, the fish were actually, you know, sometimes we think of, you know, a 15, 20-pounder or something like that. No. It's actually minnows or a sardine. Think of a sardine. Two sardines. And the word loaf actually translates into basically... Well, it, it, the Greek translation says a wafer, or we would say it in the United States, a cracker. So the boy had three crackers and two fish. Basically, a little cracker and fish sandwich is what he was going to eat for lunch. And he gave that to Jesus. Jesus said, bring it to me. 
That's step number one in any problem that you have. Bring it to Jesus. Amen? As a disciple of Jesus, remember, he's teaching his followers how to operate in the power and the authority of the kingdom of God on this earth. Step number one, bring the problem to Jesus. If you're an apprentice, with, let's say you're an electrician, and you're under the apprenticeship of a master electrician, and your job is to wire this room, and you wire the room, and you go to do your test, and nothing happens. And you retrace the wires, and you look at you, I just don't understand why this isn't happening. What happens? You go to the master electrician who will come in, look at the situation, and tell you do this or that or the other thing, and lo and behold, it works. Folks, we have a master that we can go to with our problems also. Step number one, take your problem to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you read on down you know, uh, through chapter 6, uh, you know, Jesus then went to the other side of the lake. And he had just met his disciples by walking on the water. Amen. As he got into the boat, they were supernaturally translated to the other side of the lake which should have been a very impressive sight to his disciples, confirming in their mind exactly who he was. But a group of people that had been fed followed him. Once they found out where he went, they walked around the lake and found him the next morning. And uh, verse 25 says, When they found him on the other side, they said, Rabbi, how did you get here? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily I say to you, you don't seek me, or you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate of the loaves. You ate of all them crackers. And you were filled. Don't work for the meat which perishes. Don't work for the blessing that goes away. Don't work and seek a blessing that will basically go away. I'm not going to spend any time on that. But work for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give to you. For him has God the Father sealed. Now, once Jesus rose from the dead and sent the Holy Spirit, we were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given, the translation would be, as a deposit of what really belongs to us now. Amen? God the Father sealed us with the seal of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's talking about here. God the Father has sealed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus knows it. In verse 28, they said to Jesus, What shall we do then that we might work the works of God? What shall we do to do the works of God? See, they're still under the Old Testament mentality of a works covenant. Ten commandments. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. 
And Jesus answered them, verse 29, said to them, This is the work. You need to work on something. This is the work of God. This is the only thing you have to do. One work. Not works, not multiple things. Just do this one thing. Believe on him who God has sent. That's all. That's all you have to do. You know, basically they say, what works can we do that will please God? And he's saying, there's only one thing you can do that will please God. Believe on whom God has sent. And they said, well, you know, his, his inference there is me. Believe on him whom God has sent. Me. And they said, well, what sign can you show us that we can see and believe on you? What work can you do that will prove to us that you have been sent from God? For our fathers, hey, they ate manna out in the wilderness. We're out in the wilderness. Feed us with this manna. As is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. We want this bread. We want to see manna. You see, remember after, uh, once they got ready to cross the Jordan River, and enter the promised land, they didn't receive manna anymore. So like, rain this manna down from heaven and we'll believe. And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Moses did not give you that bread from heaven. He didn't make it and produce it. My Father gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He which comes down from heaven. And gives life to the world. Manna came down from heaven and gave life to the Israelis, to the Jews in the wilderness. And that's what he's saying. The bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, okay, give us that bread then. If that's what the true bread of heaven is, give us that bread. Come on, you said you could do it. Give it to us. And Jesus said to them, I am that bread of life. I am is a reference to God. And he's saying, I am the bread that gives life. See, what he's telling them is, you have to receive me. I am the bread that gives life. He that comes to me will never hunger. He that believes on me shall never get thirsty. See, he's talking spirituality here. You come to Jesus, you'll never hunger for anything else. He's not talking about your physical body. He's not talking about never being physically hungry or physically thirsty. He's saying you won't have to search for food anymore. I am that bread of life. He that comes to me shall never thirst for anything else. You won't have to try and, and seek out any other refreshment. Spiritualized. I am that bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. He that comes to me shall never thirst. But I said to you, you have seen me, but you don't believe me. Amen. 
They have seen Jesus. They've seen the miracle. But they still don't believe. All that the Father gives to me shall come to me. And him that comes to me, I will not cast out. If you come to me in faith, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to send you away. You come to me, it's because the Father is drawing you to me. That's what he's saying. I came down from heaven not to do my own will. I didn't come down here to be worshipped by you, to be elevated on some pedestal by you, to be made a king by you in this earth. I didn't come down to do any of those things for my benefit. I came to do the will of him that sent me. He's already given them parables. About the landowner who let out his land to workers and then left for a far country for a long while. But he sent his servants back to collect the fruit in the season and they wouldn't give it to him. When they insisted on it, they killed some of them, beat others, sent others away shamefully. And he says, I will send my son. They will reverence my son. And when they seen the son, they said, this is the heir. Kill him and it belongs to us. That's what he's referencing. It's these parables. I did not come to do my will. I came to do the will of him who sent me. I came to do the Father's will. That's all I care about. And this is the Father's will which has sent me. That of all which he has given to me, I would lose nothing. Everything he's given to me, I will lose nothing. Every person he gives to me, I will not lose. But I will raise it up again at the last day. This is, verse 40, This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone, every person that sees the Son and believes on the Son, on him, may have everlasting life. And I'll raise them up again at the last day. Now remember what he just said right here. This is the will of him that sent me in verse 40. Everyone who sees the Son and believes on the Son will have everlasting life. Over here in... Uh, we just read it. In verse 35. I'm the bread of life. He that comes to me will never hunger. He that believes in me shall never thirst. Amen. Verse 37. All the fathers given to me shall come to me. And him that comes to me I will not cast out. I will give them everlasting life. Who's the one who gives everlasting life? It's Jesus. It's not in the Father's hand to give everlasting life anymore. He gave it to Jesus. And Jesus is the one who gives it to you. But it's a gift. A gift is not earned. If, if you're believing like they are here in their story, what works can we work for God? 
to please God. The lawyer came and said, what can I do to have everlasting life? Jesus said, keep the commandments. Because the actual commandments refer to him. He said, keep the commandments. If you want to do, if you want to work for your salvation, keep the commandments. And he's not saying that like, okay, yeah, you can do it. Just keep the commandments. Because the guy said, hey, I've done these since I was a child. Uh, But you missed one. That's all it takes. The one he missed was having an idol before God. His idol was money. And Jesus' point out is to sell everything you have, give it to the poor, then come and follow me and have everlasting life. And the guy went away sad at that same because he had many goods. He wasn't saying he had to become a pauper. He was saying, don't trust in your money. Trust in me. Sell what you have, give it to the poor, come back and follow me. I believe this was going to be Judas's replacement for the ministry. Amen? There's no way of proving it. Some people say that this rich young ruler was probably uh, Barabbas. Not Barabbas. Barnabas. Some, that's what some traditions say, that this, young, this rich young ruler was Barnabas. Because in the book of Acts, he gave away everything and followed them, followed the disciples. Anyway, the Jews, in verse 31, once Jesus said this, the Jews began to murmur about him. Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. They wanted manna. They wanted manna that they had heard about in their traditions and in their studies. True bread from heaven. And Jesus said, I am the true bread from heaven. And they said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say, then, I came down from heaven? See, they have gotten out of the spiritual aspect of things now and back into the natural into their natural thinking, trying to reason it out amongst themselves. When you receive spiritual revelation, do not try and reason it out in the natural. If you're asking God, we'll use, for example, paying off debts again. We'll just use that. You have these bills, and these bills are talking to you every month. And you say, God, I'm so sorry for this. I knew better than this, and I still did it, and I'm so sorry. Forgive me of the sin of incurring this debt. Forgive me. I do not want to put anything before you and your word, which is Jesus. So, Lord Jesus, I ask for the forgiveness of this sin, and I receive wisdom and understanding now by the Spirit of the Holy Spirit within me, and how to pay off these bills. When you ask like that, you receive like that. And when suddenly a door opens, let's say it's a, a opportunity, and you're going to make X amount of dollars, and man, that would be great because it'll pay off some bills. Don't try and reason it out in the natural. Well, it's because I'm so good looking. That's why this door got open, or it's. it's because I'm so smart or because I've done all these other things, that's why this door is open. No, 
That's not why. It's because God in his mercy has allowed Jesus to open the door for you. Amen. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.